Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vulnerable Kid. Please put your hands together for your compare this evening, Mr. Dan Nightingale. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. World Series final of Beat the Frog, grand final. It's exciting, isn't it? Were you just checking if I was on there? Who's this one? <laughs> I'm not on there. Don't take the hat off because I'm wearing a hat, mate. We can both have, you know, strong hat game. Of course I'm bald. Look, look at us, the fucking... Sometimes you don't want to be, though, do you? When it's a cold winter night, you want an accessory. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look with the hat on. Let's have a little check. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you go for the side slant. Cool as fuck. So, uh, it's going uh, to be a belter, ladies and gents. Give me a cheer if you've been to Beat the Frog before. <laughs> Makes sense. Give me a cheer if you've never been before. So, what a night you've picked. It's not normal Beat the Frog. On a normal Beat the Frog, we give three cards out and the only sort of prerequisite you need to get on stage is that you phone in or email in and ask, which is not much of a vetting process, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, some places, you're seeing the birth of future stars of comedy. In other places, just a well-lit breakdown. And that is, honestly, not for everyone, but for me, best night of my fucking week. So, uh, it's, it's a really good... There's a bit of chatting upstairs. You okay? Everyone all right? Oh, they're just doing the fucking gangster meet. You all right, guys? Are you doing all right? See, fat's fuck. <laughs> you okay? Everyone all right? Sit yourselves down. Come on, we've started. You all right? I'm not messing with them, really, though, because they do sound hard. Fuck, how you doing, mate? You're all right. That sounds like someone I'm not taking the piss out of. Even them, like, greeting each other sounds really alpha male. Like, there's a real slap to that. You're all right, mate? Fucking yes, mate. Hurt me. That's how I know I'm alive. You know, and that's fine if that's what happens in their friendship group. But I choose not for that slap to be on my face. So, nice plus, that's where I'm getting my cocaine for later. All right. <laughs> but seriously, I will try. Enjoy the show, everyone. It's going to be an absolute bell. You've got literally got to stop talking, though. <laughs> right, good. That's cocaine for you, isn't it? Um, going to be a belter tonight. It's going to be really fun. So we've got f uh, four acts in this first section, and then we've got five acts in the second. Usually we give cards out, and it's a sort of gong show with the best staying on and the people who've got it wrong. God, you've really missed time that as well. Shame. Shame. <laughs> That'd be amazing if you just did that. To Shame. How you doing, you guys? You all right? You've, out of all the fucking seats for the people who just rolled in late, and it's not even like Selfridges, it's a fucking Primark bag. Oh, oh that's so high visibility. Like, oh, someone doesn't care about third world children. All right, I'll just pop that there. <laughs> You've just been to Primark before the show. Oh, my God. I can't decide if you're living or slowly dying. I don't know what's happening, if it's good or bad. Like, just need some very affordable clothing, and then we'll take in a show. <laughs> it, that's like a really northern version of the West End, isn't it? Shall we go to dinner and see a West End play in Manchester? Primark, then comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Are you, is it, are you all together, or did... 
Are you, are you mates? Or did you just come in? All oh, right, okay, good. The very unusual mates way of sitting in it when we've not booked at the same time. So you've done a side on fucking, not one table between four. It's just a little, right, okay, good. Well, welcome to the show. You're not going to get picked on. Usually you just get hammered, honestly. That's how this would go because you're late and everything. But there's too much to do and it's an important show. So re- really, we need to crack on. If you've not been to Beat the Frog before, it is amazing and it's got great comedy done here and it's got an edge to it because it's new comedy and these guys aren't getting paid and that always makes it more exciting like there's uh, my favorite thing about beat the frog happened a couple of months ago someone tried to do a brexit joke on stage which can be done and you might hear them tonight they've got to be good because i think generally people are a bit like oh fuck off but there was an audible sort of like oh shut up like someone mentioned brexit as if they were going to go into the joke and you could hear people like oh fuck off with this shit We've come here to enjoy ourselves. Don't come to beat the frogs here about this bullshit. Honestly, the joke before had been about paedophilia and it had gone really well. That is <laughs> literally sums up why I love this gig. Like, I'll oh, shut up about Brexit. Paedophilia, good British comedy. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, let's keep it all in the room. If you don't enjoy something, is that fair to say? Just don't, don't be a whingy bitch on TripAdvisor in the morning. Is that all right? Let's just say now that we're going to just keep it in the room. What goes on here stays on. I don't know what I'm on about, but, you know, don't just be... Don't be a TripAdvisor whingy twat tomorrow, like... We came in late with our... Never mind. You know what I mean? Like, Primark's just handy for us. One star, we were bullied. <laughs> TripAdvisor has empowered some whinging twats, hasn't it? I didn't have a good time because my starter was slightly late. Let's try and ruin this business. <laughs> fucking balance. P.S. If you can't spell on TripAdvisor, we don't fucking believe you. It was dead late and we was not happy. Fuck off, Darren. <laughs> we don't believe you. I think the restaurant's fine. You're a bellend. If you can't spell on the internet, I don't think anyone believes anything you say. If you can't spell on the internet, you can't sell anything on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace because everyone's like, this is probably going to be bullshit. (laughs) Got mountain bike for sale. Defo not robed. (laughs) Is it not robed? I actually prefer my mountain bikes to be robed. Eh... Gonna be a belter. Let's crack on with the show. I feel bad for taking the piss out of the old Primark shop. What is your name, fellas? Aaron, welcome to the show, Aaron. Are you here to support someone specifically? Have you got a mate in the in the show? No. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> Aaron, I don't know if you're just under pressure, but you're like, it feels like you're lying. Like, no, I don't know anyone. <laughs> I am on. Aaron. Got a bit about Primark. How much did you spend it? Let's just, before we crack crack on with the show, I want to know how Aaron rolls of a fucking Monday night. Get the top dollar out. 50 fucking quid in Primark? That's a lot of Primark, Aaron! What have you got in there? Like a security guard? You're mine now, you're coming home. 50 quid! Genuinely, I want to know how many items you got. What did you get for 50 quid? How How many items? Mostly hers. Oh, God, I tell you what, when you treat her, you treat her right, don't you? <laughs> Tonight, you can spend whatever you want. It's our anniversary. You go crazy to a £50 limit. <laughs> I can't carry £50. That's why we're here, love. That's why we're here. 
Aaron, I'd like you to be the cheerleader because you're in a cracking spot and we'll get the show going. Is that all right? Everyone's doing five minutes. <laughs> right, so a couple of years ago, we had an act do about eight and a half minutes, which is called being a bell end, right? So what happens now is at six minutes, they basically get a red light of four, four minutes 30, and it's a, a more harsh sort of flashing red light, and you won't be able to see it, but they definitely can. And at six and a half minutes, just music starts. And that sounds really harsh, but doing more than your time is, is just a twat's trick to the other acts on stage. Because for some of these guys, this is the most important night in their career so far. So basically, from your point of view, respect them, enjoy them. And if you're here to support someone, don't be a dick to everyone else. Just laugh if it's funny. If it's not, just be nice and just stare. And that's really a good thing. And everyone, it's going to be really good. And there's an amazing prize, which I've forgotten, but I imagine is phenomenal. <laughs> Jess, what's the, uh, what's the grand prize tonight? Okay, good. I just, just assumed you'd be over there. £250. Oh, they're enjoying it. Honestly, I'll get taken with the momentum. And a Hyundai. And a trip for two to Mauritius. Some of these prizes are subject to change. And a £50 voucher for Primark. <laughs> Let's crack on with the show. We've got Carl Porter to start. He's absolutely belting. So if you could, Aaron, I, want, I need you to put down your pint. Don't talk about the action on stage. Turn your phones off. Have a good one. It's going to be amazing. If you could, Aaron, start the applause. After three, one, two, three, start the applause. Aaron, he's done it. He's done it. I'm an albino. <laughs> uh, I come from uh, Salford tonight, anyone? Why did I do that noise in Salford? <laughs> do that again, lad. Fuck off. <laughs> my next door neighbour. <laughs> nah, but uh, my next door neighbour's a PT, male PT. They, they do the same job, don't they? Train women. Getting through the same exercise, you know that one. Oh. Am I doing it right? <sighs> yeah. Nice and slow though, yeah. Two hundred left. Perv. Uh, it's like my older brother, fucking hell, right? Is that older brother, you know the ones who go, and what? And what? You know they're in the wrong, they still go, and what? It's like football season started, he's a Man United fan, they're doing fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. It's like they won the first, as soon as he won the first game, he was like, don't worry about this season now, mate. Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, Wimbledon, Formula One. We'll win it all, mate, don't worry about it. Yeah, Wimbledon's tennis, though, isn't it? And what? Thinks I'm dumb. Bit of bit of bee, bit of. Used to like do that in the mirror when he used to get changed. Like bit of bit of bee, bit of bit of bee. One time rewind. Oh. <laughs> nah, but. Oh. Just put that over there, innit? Okay, no. Nah, it's like that guy at the party, like my brother. Do you know, like when there's always a group of lads and he's always in the middle going, yeah, 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 fuck you, yeah, yeah, fuck off, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then, like, a girl comes over and she's like, oh, my, my boyfriend's coming and I don't really know anyone, so uh, can you just make him feel welcome so he's not left out? <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> there and then he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. As soon as she fucks off, he's like, who the fuck's this guy who's coming? <laughs> what, he's going to be... You think she's going to come? Mate, I'll say something when he comes. I'll say something. I'm not asking me. Here you are, mate. How's it going? Yeah. Mate, we were just talking about you, a good-looking man. <laughs> Sit down, drop my beer. It's funny, him, isn't it? It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, toilet's that way, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, little prick him, isn't he, then? <laughs> Trying to give it out. Have you just lit that? <laughs> ah, but, uh... So was the guy at a party as well, the guy who nods in the corner. Have you seen him? He just stands there all night like that. She's <laughs> on some of him. <laughs> nah, but uh, I'm single, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, my ex-girlfriend, fucking slack. Yeah, um, nah, she's like one of them girls, you know, like when they always go, oh, you know, I've what a really nice guy, someone who's going to treat me right, you know, and I'm stood there like that. Someone who's not going to cheat on me, make me feel welcome. <laughs> Got with her. Six months later, she was like, we need to talk. I was like, yeah, fucking buzzing, so honest. <laughs> You're too nice. <laughs> right, right. I was like, all right, no worries, right, we'll... Uh, work on it. A week later, I was sat there like that watching TV and I heard her come in, so I was like, shears straight to the mirror like that. Fucking slack. Oh, fucking slack. <laughs> so she walked through the door, she's like, oh my God, I'm so... I was like, yeah, 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 fuck off. <laughs> <sighs> Curtains are on fire, put them out, going out tonight, mate. In Salford, right? In Salford tonight, bit of bit of bee, bit of bit of bee, one time rewind. Ah. I'll be Carl, thank you. Carl Potter, ladies and gents, keep that applause going for the second act. It's Sally Fern! Hello, everyone. It's uh, lovely to see you all, though uh, you probably weren't expecting to see me. I'm usually cage fighting on Mondays. <laughs> Some of you may know me as the Kilburn Killer. I don't actually live in Kilburn, but I have killed a number of people from Kilburn. But that's all behind me now. I've paid my debt to society, and uh, I've been looking for a new hobby since the Samaritans asked me to leave. And my caseworker suggested that I try stand-up comedy. So first, I need to tell you about myself. Um, Stan said, my name's Sally, and I've been married to Roger for 28 years. He waited for me. Now, I know when you've been with the same person for a while, things can get a little stale in the uh, sex department, but I was still quite upset when Roger said to me recently, you are so predictable. 
why don't you ever surprise me? Dress up or something. So the next day, when he got home from work, I did surprise him. I was wearing his mother's clothes. <laughs> he, uh, he wasn't laughing. I always thought he wanted me to be a bit more like her, you see, but uh, it didn't go down well. I think it was too soon after the funeral. <laughs> Now, um, if I'd known Roger had a heart condition, I would probably have done that sooner. (laughs) But um, the ambulance men were amazing. I I take my hat off to them. It was Roger's mother's hat, obviously. (laughs) Now, some of you might think that was unkind, but uh, Roger's been doing a number of things recently that uh, really irritate me, like um, waking up. Having said that, when he's asleep, his snoring keeps me awake. Uh, I was thinking about buying him an anti-snore pillow, but then I realised any pillow's an anti-snore <laughs> if you put it over someone's face. <laughs> a few days later, I had a surprise. and I was in the supermarket and I needed the loo. And you know what? They've got a condom machine in the ladies at Tesco. I know you're surprised. You thought I shopped at Waitrose, didn't you? (laughs) This may also surprise you. I was a bit of a late starter, sexually. That was because I wanted the first one to be special. And he was. He had special requirements. He could only become aroused if I covered him in baby oil while he was watching videos of Only Fools and Horses. Then he asked me to dress up as Trigger and to call him Dave. (laughs) My next boyfriend was a masochist and he begged me to hurt him, so I slept with his best friend. (laughs) He uh, he said that wasn't what he meant. So I had to think of something else. I, I waited till he'd videoed the whole of the Japanese Grand Prix and then, just as he sat down to watch it... I told him who'd won. (laughs) Now, I think another reason I didn't have sex when I was a teenager was because my mother said to me, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach and I'm not good in the kitchen. Eventually, I found out if you go down about six inches, it's a lot quicker, (laughs) more effective, (laughs) and you don't have to stand up for so long. slow burner <laughs> another thing my mum used to say if she saw an ugly person walking down the road was uh, well he can't help what he looks like but he could stay indoors <laughs> she, she said that when she first saw Roger but I wasn't put off within weeks of our meeting we'd moved in together and we were doing the things that married people do um, having sex when only one person wants it. (laughs) Not having sex, because the other person doesn't want it. And uh, lying together, silently, side by side in the darkness, after sex, which neither of us wanted. (laughs) 
but both of us thought the other one did. I, um, I think I'd rather read a good book than have bad sex, though I can do both at once. That's because I've got a Kindle. Anyway, I need to go now because I'm on a curfew and if I stay too long, my tag will go off. Uh, thank you very much. I've been Sally Firth. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Thank you. Sally Firth! So, obviously, you've got your voting slips on your table. As you go in, just mark which is your favourite act. At the end of all the acts, we'll ask you to, uh, to vote for your favourite. There's just one winner. Oh, it's exciting, right. Tucson Douglas is the third act. If you could, give it up for Tucson Douglas! Uh, don't worry. I am the comedian. I know I look like I stand outside train stations. <laughs> Saying things like, you know who's cool? Jesus. Good to be here, man. It's good to be here. I'm from a little place in London called Lewisham. So I'm just glad to be out. It's got a bit of irritation, Lewisham. I once saw a pigeon carrying a knife. A lot of you looking at me like that's ridiculous. But you weren't on ketamine. Let's just get to know each other a little bit. Let's just get to know each other a little bit. Um, what's your name, madam? Yeah. Millie, you seem really lovely, Millie, like genuinely really lovely. I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions, just a couple of quick questions. Say the first thing that comes to mind. Don't think about it, just the first thing that comes to mind, okay, Millie? Yeah. Cool, all right, first question. <coughs> Sweet or savoury? Sweet, same. <laughs> Second question. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Me too. <laughs> this is going really well. Uh, last question, Millie. <clears throat> Black or white people? <laughs> Don't think about it. Just first thing that comes to mind. You're thinking about it. <laughs> Just the first thing, Millie. What's that, Millie? Both. Wow. Okay. A <laughs> L- little bit of advice, Millie. I ask this question a lot. Most people, they just say black. <laughs> Even if they don't mean it. <laughs> because I'm on stage. <laughs> and it's polite. But not you, Millie. You've got principles. Millie, how many black friends do you have? <laughs> We're not friends, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Got to set boundaries. Uh, uh, fun fact about me. Uh, as a young black male, I am nine times more likely to be stopped by the police. Uh, that's why I dress like an architect. Another fun fact, uh, there's a history of diabetes in my family, uh, so if the police don't get me, sugar will. Uh, Imagine staring at a teaspoon of sugar, thinking one day this might kill you. 
and it's white too. Uh, I've, been, I've, been, uh, I've been thinking a lot about my childhood recently. Uh, they used to call me Fathead. Fathead. You've got to hand it to them, that's a devastatingly effective insult. Have you ever tried to lose head fat? There's no diet for your head. I tried excising my head. It just looked like I was agreeing with them. Um, I've, uh, I've got a girlfriend and uh, it's going well, man. It's going well. It's two years now. Uh, it's going really well. We're very different people, though. Uh, I'm someone who loves life uh, and she's a vegan. <laughs> you can't have it all. Um, it's an interracial relationship, uh, or as my mum likes to call it, I no longer have a son. Uh, it's not all ebony and ivory. Um, uh, she can be very demanding sometimes. Like, uh, sometimes uh, when she's insisting I give her a back rub, I think to myself, is this the freedom my ancestors died for? Is this what Martin Luther King dreamt about? <laughs> and then we have sex. And I think, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, fuck it, I'll just say this. Uh, my girlfriend's way of spicing things up is to put a finger in my butt. <laughs> but she never announces it. She just slips it in. Like, I'm not expecting some kind of grand announcement. She's there with the trumpet, presenting the finger. I'm just saying, if you're going to put a finger in my butt, a heads up would be nice. Like, I need some context. Like, what's my character's motivation? And another thing, her hands are way too cold. Way too cold for going down there. It's like that scene out of Jaws where the shark's circling. Da-na-na-na. Da na na na, da na na na, and you know it's coming, but you don't know when. Da na na na, da na na na, da na na na, and she's just there whispering, "Relax." How can I relax? Your cold, dead finger is circling my asshole. What is it with vegans? You'll do no harm to animals, but my arsehole's fair game. <laughs> Guys, I've been Tucson Douglas. You've been absolutely lovely. Thank you. Brilliant work. Keep that applause going. Last act in the first section, it's Amy Webber. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're thinking. I recently became single, but now I've started dating again. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Try not to make a floppy joke. 
I recently became single, but now I've started dating again. The liberating excitement of meeting different men. One night I nearly got lucky, pulled his trousers down and then... Awkward sex can happen very quickly when you're meeting different cocks. When you try to change positions and it kind of flops. When you find out that brown mark is a mole. When they accidentally jab it in the wrong I mean, I'm not really sure what to do about this. <laughs> Awkward sex can happen very quickly if you're drunk or if you're not. Rolling over in the morning while you're praying that he's hot. In the cold light of day, there's a stain on his bed. He has a second go, but he's still shit at head. <laughs> After a few regrettable faces, I took a break from all that shagging. But as my confidence was wavering, that validation voice was nagging. You need sex. They confess they've got a phobia of hair and you just cringe. Little does he know I've got a really hairy... When they catch you sniffing the crotch of your thong God, I hope my mum never listens to this song Awkward sex Can happen very quickly when the lighting is turned off When they finish going down and you have to cough But it's alright, fanny farts don't really smell Thank God I'm not religious or I'd surely go to hell to relieve my sexual struggles, there was one trick left to try. A trip down old Ann Summers and a bit of DIY. When I say dill, you say dough, dill, dill. When I say dough, you say dill, dough, dough. When I say no, you say deal, no, no. Sorry. So um, I'm, trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to make a career out of showing off, and a great way to show off is to talk about sex and crude things. Another good way is to um, show what you're good at doing, because so I don't know if you've noticed, but... Um, this is a song, two minutes long, that I wrote myself. It's not about lust or falling in love or anything pathetic like that. It's merely a song to show off my voice while looking like a bit of a twat. I can sing slowly and beautifully. I can sing slipping off my tits. I can sing sing very, very, very quick with good enunciation and I make it really slick. I can sing approximately 20 words a second. I've had a song like Gina, it suits me, don't you reckon? Did you read in my bio? I sing opera, I sing opera, yes I do. I forgot to mention that I sing jazz, I love to scat, oh yes I do. Scat I like to sing 
Musical theater, musical theater, yes, I do. And I like to be dramatic when I sing. Musical theater for you, musical theater, musical theater. Ladies and gents, let's have a break. It'll be about 10, 15 minutes. Give it for all those acts. See you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your compound, Mr. Dan Nightingale. Thank you. Fucking hell, that was louder than I expected. What's happened to the little mics? It's good chatting with them guys, isn't it? Good, good fun. Enjoyable. Good cocaine, though. That's what's going to happen. I can't do cocaine, so it's fine. I can. I, would, I want to, but I can't. Because I've got a two and a half year old and we've got to go to Popcats in the morning, so... I used to honestly since I've become a dad and I fucking love being a dad but my social life is different we used to go to Ibiza we don't go to Ibiza anymore Popcats is the closest I'll fucking get you've not heard of uh, Popcats let me tell you what it's like Ibiza it's a nursery rhyme sing-along got our local church hall Tuesday 9am for some unknown fucking reason it's 9am so we have to fight rush hour traffic to sing Incy Wincy Pissing Spider and I cannot function at 9am on a Tuesday morning, like a lot, but I'm not ready for singing. So I've started using performance-enhancing substances, not those substances. I just have a full can of Monster right after my fucking muesli, which is the weirdest thing. Healthy breakfast. No one's laughing because you're all, what, younger crowd? You're like, so what, Monster's not funny? I've had five today. Well, I am... I'm 38 years old. And I've never drunk coffee. Monster hits me like a fucking train. I swear to God, I get heart palpitations. And you're like, oh, I feel like I'm coming up. I genuinely start, like, gurning a little bit on the way to Popcats. By the time we get in there, I'm, like, fucking getting the rhythm of the nursery. I'm like, Instant Winston's spine, kind of the modest spine. Down came the ooh-ooh. Off my tits. Closest I'll get to a bit. Sit down. I'm not going to sit down. It's my holiday. <laughs> Tune. Wheels on the bus go. <laughs> the hour whips by like, no, is it finished already? Is it finished? Can't it finished already? One more rhyme. <laughs> Trying to get an after party going. Is there an after party? Is there, is there anywhere open? I just don't want to go home yet. There's definitely somewhere open because it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. Is there anywhere? Is there an after party? There's a coffee morning next door. Try, trying to buy pills of a woman called Margaret. You're all right. Do you, have you got, do you know any dealers' numbers? Got any pills? I don't want biscuits. I'll have two. I'm trying to double drop custard creams. Anyway, never mind. Silly. Good. Let's, let's crack on with the show. Uh, we've had four. We've got five left. Then there's a break. So... As we've said, be marking off who your favourite is so far. It's just one vote. 
One punt to one vote. Is that, it's all right. Everyone's got it. There'll be pens. It'll be exciting. Honestly, we love an election these days, don't we? <laughs> so, <sighs> good, right, good. Okay. Does he even know he's a, a comedy show? That was, that was the most relaxed I've ever seen anyone that's going for a waz with 180 people watching him. Just like, yeah, just going for a piss, bouncing over to the fucking toilet. And he's come back as an attractive woman. That's in, that, well done. That's impressive. That was a hell of a wee. So, 2019, you can be anything you want. Uh, lads, are you okay? You all right? Ever, ever all right? Good. Back in the room. Right, good. Let's uh, kick this off. Quam Wen Hang is about to go on stage. If you could, ladies and gents, give it up for Quam Wen Hang! Good evening, Manchester! I. Yes, the panda has escaped. Well, your play. Where's Aaron? Which one's Aaron? Oh, Aaron, you look uneasy. Because I sound Chinesey for obvious reason. I love the sweatshop, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> Is that right? I think there's additional reason. It look like you're wondering whether I'm stealing your personal information at the same time. Using the Huawei network. So a data center in Beijing would document what's your favorite porn, what's your fetish. Right, um, Aaron, you're fine, okay? Just to let you know, I'm not from the communist China, actually. I'm from a small island of Taiwan. Have you guys heard of it? Thank you, thank you. Made your toys, didn't we? But anyway. <laughs> However, I don't even need technology to guess your dirty little secret, you filthy fucker. Right. I'm guessing your favorite porn Asian girl busted by BBC double entry now <laughs> image image popping up uh, senior member of audience BBC doesn't mean what we pay our license fee for here <laughs> my fellow accountants Double entry is not a bookkeeping term for debit and credit. Right, I will stop there because we are way too early for this joke. So uh, the reason I mentioned Taiwan is because I want to let you know Taiwan is the victim of bullying from China. To explain this complex, you don't really care about Taiwan, do you? No. Like, talking to you about Taiwan is like going to Taiwan to talk about Slovenia. No one bloody cares. Right. But some of you are closet radio for listeners. And I will always respect the minority's right to know because in this country, minority as big as 48% is not respected. But anyway, let's move on. So, uh, to explain the relationship between Taiwan and our neighbor China, I'm gonna cite the Austrian example, celebrity Joseph Fritzl. Do you guys remember? <laughs> if you don't, I could use a song like, High on the hill was a horny pervert. He doesn't know where to pull his wiener. Right, so it's that hair. Papa Joseph Fritzer is China in this case, and Taiwan is the daughter of Fraulein Fritzel. In that, in that, Papa and daughter, Taiwan and China are related by blood, but they just couldn't stop fucking us over and over and over. 
And according to them, we don't have independent minds to write for our own. We're nothing but the possession. And that joke is at least three pints too early. So I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> All I want to say is uh, because of the security threat, every single adult male in Taiwan had to join the army, including this fluffy panda. Mm. According to the lady in Glasgow, that is shade, right? Isn't it? Right? What kind of shade, army? Has a, such a shortage of man, even I cannot escape. Yeah? Oh my God. Uh, Aaron, have you ever sat on a pickup truck before? No, because they are meant for pigs, you see? But they put me on it and they sent me to the middle. Okay, you are laughing, cold hearted bitches. There's no sympathy. Like, here from the third world, hey, I was born in the capital city, which makes me Taiwan's equivalent of a Chelsea resident, all right? that was sent to Taiwan's version of Blackpool for the military service. <laughs> and the Taiwanese Blackpool doesn't even have a Strictly Come Dancing special in November, all right? There's nothing! <laughs> nothing! And my comrades, they did this despicable thing to me. They all call me Mu Lan, see? <laughs> Mu fucking Lan. And can't even say, I don't know where you're coming from because I know exactly where they were coming from. <laughs> The more they call me Mulan, I start to think, well, maybe I'm Mulan after all. So uh, I start to, to, maybe I'm reincarnated. And I saw this pound on the floor. I thought, that's my reflection. Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Yeah, it turns out I didn't have time for moisturizer. That is why. So um, I escaped Taiwan because I realized Taiwanese army is shit. I came to this country for protection. We can agree the joke is on me now. But anyway, why it's done? It's done. To stay, I did a life in the UK test to naturalize a British citizen. And they asked a very confusing question, like, what is the percentage of British Muslim? How would I know? Because every newspaper is different. According to Daily Mail, it's not Then the Guardian say, Muslim, what well, Muslim? Everyone's the same, I don't see color, but... <laughs> you let one in anyway, right? Well, you've been all been lovely, I've been quite well. Thank you very much! One more time! Oh, it'd be amazing if it was just a character act from Wigan, wouldn't it? Kwan Wen Hang. So... But he's genuinely from Taiwan, which is a relief. Uh, Ola Labib is the next act. If you could, study Blas, welcome on stage, Ola I feel like the last guy just introduced me. Honestly, he literally just saved me five minutes. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name's Ola. Um, I haven't been doing comedy for that long, but I'm really enjoying it because I'm already experiencing new things. I've never been in a pub before. Yeah. Great one to have on my CV. Um, and as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not from around here. I'm from down south. Yeah. Very subjective, but okay. 
But yeah, I'm from down south, so I'm not really accustomed to so many white people looking at me with positive expressions on their faces. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time I saw this many white people smiling at a girl with a hijab on is when they refused to let Shimima Begum back into the country. <laughs> I don't know what's more awkward, that joke, or the fact that this chick's clothes have been made by my cousins back home. <laughs> thank you for funding their school. And thank you for paying for Zainab's leg amputation. I'm thanking her. <laughs> I remember when um, Shimima Begum was actually um, refused back into the country. I just started a new job in a place called Fordingbridge. Has anybody ever heard of it? Yes. Who? <laughs> thank God this isn't a card night, and thank God he hasn't got the red card. It's like a UKIP breeding zone. <laughs> Sorry, darling, truth does hurt. <laughs> But I remember that day the news came out. I just started the new job and I was sitting in the canteen and I was sitting at the back and I just remember there was a big screen at the front and it was just blaring out news. So naturally, everybody's back was to me. And guys, I will never forget that day because this is literally what happened. So in today's breaking news, Shamima Begum's appeal to return to the UK has been declined. Aaron, why did they look at me like that for? <laughs> I don't get it. It really got on my nerves. Honestly, guys, the way they were looking at me was as if they assumed she was my sister or something. <laughs> well, she is my second cousin. <laughs> but I don't talk to her anymore for very obvious reason. Yeah. Bitch ran away with my fiancé, didn't she? <laughs> But I have got those looks on certain occasions, but the three most notorious occasions that I've had those looks were when Shimima was rejected back into the country, when the London bombings happened. Ooh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> but I also get those looks every time Jimmy Savile's conviction gets brought up. <laughs> now, at this point, I thought, guys, take one for the team. because that one definitely isn't my fault. <laughs> so I genuinely got upset about it. So I went home and I had a bit of a cry to my husband. I was like, why are they looking at me for that? It's got nothing to do with me. And he said, darling, they'll blame everything on the Muslims. He's so loving and supporting, guys. So I really want to take this opportunity today to wish him an 82nd birthday. <laughs> and a 17th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
you know what? I'm really glad you got that joke. I did the same joke in Wigan a few weeks ago. And there was a disgruntled guy like sitting at the front and he was giving me evils. So me being humble, I just assumed he didn't get the joke. So I was like, that was a paedophile joke, sir. And he goes, I know it was a paedophile joke. It was bang out of order. Jimmy Savile was a fantastic DJ. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Bin Laden was amazing at hide and seek. <laughs> you don't see me singing his prayers. Thank you very much for your time, guys. Hola la Next act is Evaldus Carosas. If you could give it up for Evaldus Carosas! Hey guys, everyone had a good day? Yeah, I had a strange interaction in a grocery store. This girl the other day, she was like, you know, you look just like Macaulay Culkin when he went clean. I was like, oh, thank you. Imagine how good I'll look when I go clean. Uh, she was pretty hot, so I asked for her number. She goes, sorry, mate, I only did black guys. I was like, hey, I'm black where it counts. She was like, ooh, you have a big... And I was like, nah, I just have trouble with the police. <laughs> All us laughing, you're allowed. <laughs> nah, I, I did grow up in a rough neighborhood. It's called uh, Eastern Europe. And uh, a few years ago, I moved here from Lithuania. Do we have any Lithuanians here? No one? Well, that's strange then. Who's going to clean this place afterwards? <laughs> Actually, a few months ago, I was fired from my cleaning job because my manager said that he wants to replace me with a machine. And he did. He hired a Polish person. <laughs> I can see some of you are like, you cannot say that. I think I'm allowed to say this. You all think we're all the same anyway. Yeah, this British guy walked up to me. He was like, oh, that's a strange accent. Where are you from? I was like, Lithuania. He goes, but I've heard you speak. You sure are not Polish. I was like, unless my parents pulled a huge prank on me. I know where I'm from. And he was like, mm, I don't know. I was like, you don't have to know why I have to know. It's me who's from there. And in the end, I couldn't convince him. He was walking away looking at me like, poor guy. He doesn't know he's Polish, does he? Yeah. He was not very polite, which is strange because you guys in UK are so polite. Like, even your homeless people are polite. Like, this other day, this homeless guy was like, do you have any change? And I was very late. I was in a bad mood. So I was like, dude, I have nothing. Just go away, please. And he was like, okay, okay, you good-looking man. <laughs> I was like, you asshole. I've just told you I have nothing. And then you still took my heart. <laughs> I'm going to not have any change, but you changed me, you beautiful hobo. So I bought him a beer because I thought it's a kind thing to do. But his woman, she saw me do it and she got so angry. She was like, why would you buy him beer? He's already an alcoholic. And I was like, well, that is exactly why I bought it. I knew he'd like it. <laughs> it's probably his favorite thing in the world. <laughs> you think it's a sandwich that helps him sleep on concrete? <laughs> <laughs> not only... Not only homeless people here are polite, also your thieves are polite. 
like a few weeks ago, I locked up my bike, I came back to it, and I saw that someone has stolen my wheels, uh, but they left me theirs. It's like, hey, I might be an asshole, but I do want you to get home safely. <laughs> yeah, obviously, the wheels he left me are a bit worse than the ones I had, but I think it's as kind as a crime gets. You know? Imagine if kidnappers were like this, like, hey, I'm taking your child, but you can have this ginger one. <laughs> Actually, my, uh, my flatmate's pregnant, and uh, she keeps talking about the baby. The other day, she was like, you know, I don't know the gender yet, but I can feel that it's a boy. And I was like, whoa, that is a pretty well-hung baby. <laughs> Jesus. Sure, it's not a leg that you felt. And then she said something even more stupid. She said, you know, my favorite thing about babies is the reproof that racism is a learned behavior. And then she showed me a video of black and white babies laughing together. And I was like, how is this a proof? For all we know, they're talking shit about Jews. <laughs> Denying Holocaust to get little skinheads. <laughs> no. uh, my flatmates are weird. My other flatmate, he is gay. And he is way too open about his fetishes. You know, like the other day he told me that he's into dog play. Like he said, he puts on a fur, a tail, a dog mask, and then he brings guys back home, and then he fists them. And I was like, dude, you and I grew up around really different dogs. <laughs> can you tell me the breed you had so I can avoid it? Yeah, you know how annoying it is to come back home and find your dog chewing furniture? Now imagine coming back home and finding your dog just lubing up his paw. Like, yeah, you're about to find out. I am not a very good boy. <laughs> no, I think all fetishes, they come from uh, childhood. I think everything does. Like, I think I hold grudges for a bit too long because uh, 15 years ago, while I was not looking, my friend, he put mayo into my coffee and I drank it and I was like, I'm going to get you back. And I've never mentioned it since. And how he invites me to his wedding and I'm going to go and I'm going to put mayo all over his wedding cake, and then I'm gonna fuck his wife. <laughs> yeah. And as a foreigner, I do feel obliged to leave you with the Brexit joke. I know you prefer pedophilia jokes. I would prefer pedophilia instead of Brexit, but <laughs> okay. Keep that applause going for the next act. It's Lewis Coleman. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. My name's Lewis Coleman. Glad I could make it tonight. Wasn't sure whether I could. I just got back off a holiday. It was a lad's holiday. I didn't, didn't shag. That seems to be the first question that you get asked. Did you shag, lad? No. <laughs> Why not, lad? Got a girlfriend. Dad, back off. You've got to love your dad. That's what my dad says. He, uh, he, sa he said to me, he said to me, my dad, just before I went on all the, my dad, he said, uh, are you doing for money, son? Now, the only reason dads ask questions like that is because they know that you're skint. So that when you reply that like you're struggling, they can reply with every dad's favourite life lesson. 
They'll be like, you're struggling, son. He's struggling. And then they'll lean in, grow a second moustache, <laughs> cock the legs so the bollocks are on display for the wife. And they're like, you're struggling, son. You're struggling. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, son. And then my dads, they'll just fit that phrase into any situation they can. Like I lost my job a couple of weeks ago. I said, Dad, lost my job. Welcome to the real world, son. I said, Dad, I'm, I'm depressed. Welcome to the real world, son. I said, Dad, I, I just found a book plug in your drawer. Welcome to the real world, son. <laughs> Dif- different tones for different needs. No, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't try and put your dad down. Not unless you're in Switzerland. You, you're, just, you, you're not allowed. You're not, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. But to refer to him, to refer to him, he ended up giving me some money. He gave me 100 euros in coins uh, just before I left. Knew it would tip me over on my hand luggage weight limit. Got a text when I was getting charged 50 quid at check-in. Welcome to the real world, son. <laughs> Doing it digital now. One of them uh, 21st century dads. You know the ones who lick the fingers are scrolling through their iPad? Huh? <laughs> everybody's technoed up nowadays, aren't they? Everybody's technoed up. I, I used to work in a mobile phone shop, me. I, I did six years, and I had to quit because it just started getting a bit too much for me. Because people would be coming into my shop, and technology would just be tearing the world apart. It, it was bad, and like I was supposed to be selling these products with, with the intention of connecting people, but they don't. They, they just alienate everyone. It's horrible. Listen to this, right? There was this old lady who used to come into my shop. She used to lie about having a problem with her phone just so she could come in and have a chat. Aww. How sad's that? Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, I'd say to her, I'd say to her, I'd say, Nan. You can't keep bothering me at work. I know it's been years. I'll come round yours next week if you promise not to steam sausages for tea again. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, she texted me, me nan. She texted me. She said, I've just bought myself a new smart TV. I thought, that's ironic. You haven't even got Wi-Fi, nan. Not very smart at all. She said, uh, will you come round and set it up for me? So I texted her back, yes. Came up on my phone screen that she'd read it straight away. Phone's never out her hand. Probably because she's got arthritis. Um, so, so I bomb it round to my nan's house in my Vauxhall Corsa, all six plate, boarded off my sister, whatever, not asked. And uh, as I'm getting to the front door, as I'm getting to the front door, I hear this, I hear, Netflix! Netflix! But what's going on in, what's going on in there? So I run inside, and my nan stood in front of the TV, panting. I said, Nan, what are you doing? She said, Fella in shop said that once I've turned TV on, I should start screaming Netflix. I said, no, I said, no, Nan, streaming Netflix. She said, steaming? I said, no, streaming. Why would it be steam? She said, why would it be stream? She said, back in my day, a stream was an artificial waterway constructed to allow the passage of boats or ships. I said, all right, dictionary. Do you tell Paul not? I said, anyway, Nan, you can't watch Netflix because you need Wi-Fi. She said, what channel's that on? I said, no, Nan, you need internet. You bloody no chance I'm not getting another direct debit. I thought, right, okay. Fixed the problem. Connected her TV to the next door neighbour's Wi-Fi, Tony's. Oh, it, I guess his password. It was the name of his ex-wife, Geraldine. It didn't work at first, and then I remembered he always used Bollocker, so I put it in caps lock and it connected straight away. <laughs> 
Yeah, you were all fun and gay. My mum was loving it. My mum was loving it. Murder, she wrote, just unlimited. And then uh, it was all fun and games until next door neighbour, Tony, decides to stream porn to wrong television. Comes upon me nans when Angela Lansbury's cracking the next case. Oh, woke up, woke up to a thousand texts off me nan, it were bad. How do I change it to bondage? I said, I said, nan, that's disgusting. Went round Tony's next day, told him to put grand parental control lock on. I said, no wonder Geraldine left you. And then I rang my dad, he said, uh, nan's been watching porn. He said, again. I said, yeah. I said, what should I do? He said, welcome to the real world, son. <laughs> Thank you very much. I've been Lewis Colvin. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> Lewis Colvin, ladies and gents. Final act. Final finest is Erica Ellie. If you could give it up for Erica Ellie. This is the smallest crowd I've ever performed to. Last night, I think I spent around four hours just thinking about how the raw footage of Space Jam is just Michael Jordan running around in a gym talking to himself. I'm uh, I'm not from here, you guys can tell. I uh, came here as an international student, and uh, being so far away from home... This really worries my parents, okay? Like, the other day I got a call from my mom being like, Erica, please be careful out there, okay? Anything can happen. You don't want to Amanda Knox yourself. Amanda Knox, the American exchange student accused of killing her British roommate in Italy. Bit extreme, mom. That would never happen to me. I wouldn't be stupid enough to get caught. (laughs) And to be fair, if I did murder my roommate, she's from a third world country. Who would care? (laughs) Uh, Great to split a room in a competition, huh? (laughs) No, I, uh, that's an old joke. She's actually moved out since wonder why. Uh, she, uh, she actually went back home to Malaysia, but I haven't heard from her. You guys know how their pilots are. <laughs> now that's, exa- that's such a fun joke to tell, huh? Especially since I'm dressed like a children's TV presenter. <laughs> uh, no, I... Uh, Came here to finish my degree. I just want my parents to be as proud of me as most people are when a white guy can use chopsticks. Uh, Never thought I'd come here for school because I'm diagnosed... I always struggled with school because I'm diagnosed with uh, ADD and depression. And one of the side effects of taking meds for attention deficit disorder is suicidal thoughts. So my question is, if I were to finally take Ritalin, would I finally be focused enough to do it? Uh, I've been thinking of going to my local GP, getting both antidepressants and Ritalin prescribed to me. Just see who wins. Uh, It's always a bit awkward at comedy shows because I am quite candid about my mental health. People always feel the need to come up to me afterwards and be like, oh, Erica, I have those thoughts too. And I'm always like, oh, what makes you think you're fucking special? 
and it is always awkward because the only thing I have in common with that person is the fact that we're both cowards. What, did you guys want more uh, Space Jam jokes? No. No, clearly I'm not doing well, right? Uh, I recently got broken up with. (laughs) I recently got broken up with, and immediately after I got broken up with, I had to go back to my job at the call center. So do you guys know what really mends the broken heart after being rejected? Being rejected 100 other times after that. Wow. I was dating a uh, vegan environmentalist. No, it was a white guy. (laughs) Whatever you were picturing in your head, that's what he looked like. (laughs) He didn't have uh, white dreads, though. I'm still waiting for the final boss. Um, uh, Like, uh, I don't know, Miss, what's the most vindictive thing you've ever done to someone who's broken up with you? Okay. That's all right. I know. I put you on the spot. It's okay. It's fine. Here's a really common answer that I get. A really common answer I get is I fucked all their friends. That's a really common answer. I'm not inferring anything. Um, <laughs> that's a really common answer. But because I was dating a vegan environmentalist, I get to be a little bit more creative with how I get back at them, right? Like, for instance, I'm going to rent an SUV, leave that shit running on for a week. I'm going to eat 12 hamburgers a day. And then I'm going to use palm oil to lube up all his friends' dicks. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably a couple reasons why he broke up with me. (laughs) We we had a couple pregnancy scares. That'll rock any relationship, right? But did you guys know that any pill can be a birth control pill? If you take enough... And if that doesn't work, I can always do, you know, what I call a fourth trimester abortion. That's when you don't vaccinate your kid. Mm. Mm. Have you guys decided if you like me or not? Great. Good. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I'll leave you guys with uh, one last thing. Little tip, take it home. Do whatever you want with it, all right? Every woman's a squirter. Every single woman's a squirter. As long as you hit an artery. Uh, thanks, I've been Eric Eler. Let's bring your host back up. Erica Ella, ladies and gents. So, that's the end of all the acts. All the finalists have been on. Can you choose who you'd like to be the winner tonight? Is one vote, one slit, one frog, one punter, one love. So. Please welcome your compare, Mr. Dan Nightingale. So excited. Don't, don't get me going. I'm just nervous. So excited. 
if you've got your own, what's, what have you, have you brought your own uh, r- refreshment in? Mate, you are a man of fucking a lot of accessories. You've got the hat, which I can no position to take the piss out of. You've brought your own hydration. What's this in? What's that as well? It's a battery pack. Oh my god. Fucking dad skills. I've got an angle grinder under the table. I fucking sand down some of these fucking tables. What's your name, my friend? I feel like I should have done this early. Like I started and then got distracted. But this is where we should have... Let's start again. What's your name? Mustafa. Oh, God. I just realised I've always wanted to be called Mustafa. (laughs) As you said it, and I was like, that's fucking cool. I've never realised... And I don't think it would have worked very well growing up in Preston in the (laughs) late 80s, early 90s. Have you seen that kid that's around the corner called Mustafa? You all right? I'm Mustafa. I think maybe it's because I'd actually like to be called Mufasa. That's where I, That's what I've just realised in my head. I just like Lion King, but it's the, you know... What, Mufasa? Ah. But I know it's a different name, but it, I just, you know... <laughs> I'm so tempted to just sing Lion King. I'm really... On the day we arrive on the planet And blinking step into the sun There is more to see than can ever be seen More to do than can ever be done Come on, Mustafa! I look, do you know what? I'm not going to do it Just because of how fucking annoyed you looked Mate, I... This is the first time I was just in my head. I was like, we're going to do a Lion King moment. And I chose not to do the first bit for obvious cultural appropriation reasons. <laughs> Everyone's like, is that how that song starts? No, I definitely deleted a little bit. Danny Mac. Before anyone tells him, because he'll bitch about it. So... And then I just saw a dude in an orange Adidas top going, not for me, this, actually. I'm not. I'm more of a Little Mermaid fan. <laughs> what do you call them? So, um, <laughs> good. <laughs> that was really Disney-based banter. Mustafa, my friend, what a fucking ledge. Where are you from? All over. I love it how fucking... Can everyone else see this guy? Am I just having a drug flashback? <laughs> I was like, Dan just started talking to an empty seat and then started singing Lion King. I think those mushrooms he took ten years ago have just kicked in. Mustafa's like my drug helper, like, Dan, you're going to be all right. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Weird if you've just come in, you're like, that's fucking comedy's changed, hasn't it? It's the circle of life. (laughs) It moves us all through despair. Uh, So, let's, let's get, let's get. Let's find out who's won this and fucking go home. (laughs) 
and have, and have a good thing. Or stay for a drink because the bar is open late and other bosses here. <laughs> That's what I meant, really. Uh, like, okay, so uh, to uh, announce uh, the uh, the panel prize and uh, uh, also the grand final winner, the World Series winner, we've got Jess, who is uh, the general manager of the Frog and Bucket, and we've got Colin, who is our uh, long-serving technical... Uh, what is, is the sound tech? If you could, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Colin Jess! Oh, oh the pressure... Oh, Colin, you're on stage now. Oh. Oh, this is the first time in 20... How long? 21 years. And he doesn't want to be here. These lights are a bit bright. Well, you put them up, mate. Right, so... So, uh, there's three prizes. There is, uh, obviously, the winner, there's the runner-up, and there is the panel prize, which is chosen by some absolute uh, industry titans. Two or three of them are here tonight. And, um, and also uh, Colin. And, um, <laughs> so I'm just being a dick. So, should we, should we get Colin to announce the... By the way, 21 years uh, working at the Frog and Bucket. The guy is a legend. <laughs> he is a grumpy bucket. But this place would not be the same without him. So, um, I wanted Colin tonight to present this because it's his 21st anniversary with us uh, this week, which is really special. <laughs> in, in that time, he's, he's written 35,000 pieces of feedback on comics. And, um, and seven of them were positive. <laughs> isn't that? That's amazing. So, so he's more than qualified to, uh, to present this. Um, so if I hand this to Colin. And I'll let you... I can't even pronounce it. Because I'm really shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So uh, the winner is Tucson Douglas. Well done, Tucson Douglas. Well done, Tucson. Well done, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Well done, Tucson. Well done, mate. Um, that's a lovely moment. So, round of applause for Tucson Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Tucson. But it's co-on, he's ready to go. Hey, um, can we all just take the opportunity to give Dan a round of applause? Yeah, I think we should. Thank you. He's, uh, Why are we doing this? 16 years he's been. He, he, we've always had an open mic night on a Monday, um, but 16 years ago he created this format and I truly believe it's the best open mic night in the country, so thank you. Thank you. This was more fun when we were taking the piss out of Colin, wasn't it? This was really good fun. But no. um, secondly, what a great lineup tonight. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, it was good. But it's all you guys I really want to thank the most. It, it's a superbly diverse uh, lineup. Um, two years in a row now, we've had a 50 50 gender split. And it would only be the people in Manchester that would make that happen. Uh, so, big yeah, so, so make sure you do come back, because Beat the Frog is every Monday. So don't just leave it for the World Series. We're back on Monday. So 
I'm, uh, I'm going to pass to Dan now, the runner-up. Okay, great. Do you want to announce that? All right, biggest loser is... So, just... Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm you might be a bit confused. That last prize was, was me. We've got Chortling. We've got some industry agents and Colin. We decided that one because we don't always trust you to get it right. <laughs> but the runner-up, voted by you guys... It's quite when high. I love him. Taking that back to Wigan. You're a funny guy, man. Quan Wen Hang, ladies and gents, is your runner up. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Don't get me going. It's on you, this one. Right, I'm going to announce the winner, but I think we need a really big drum roll. Everyone? The 2019 Beat the Frog World Series final winner is Evaldis Caressas! It's 2019, so we're not doing a check anymore. We're going to back to you. <laughs> well done. L- ladies and gents, give it up for Rivaldis Carosa! Oh wow. Oh. oh. It's like Britain's got talent, isn't it? Except you're not disabled. I'm going to hand back to Dan now. Yeah, I think Thank so. You. Ladies and gents, thanks very much for being a part of tonight. Give it up for all the... Oh, he... no, he's not allowed to say anything. He's had his cannons. About this... One time rewind. Oh. That's not in Lion King, is it? Uh, thanks very much for being a part of tonight. Give a round of applause for everyone that was involved in the show, everyone we talked to, all of the acts. And your champion tonight was Valdis Grosses. The bar is open late. Beat the Frog will be back next Monday. We're going to start all this shit again. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Cheers.